The Bible Study Podcast, episode 557. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the kings of Israel and Judah with 1 Kings 15. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with our study of the kings, and we jump back to Judah. Abijah, king of Judah. In the 18th year of the reign of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, Abijah became king of Judah, and he reigned in Jerusalem three years. His mother's name was Makkah, daughter of Abishalom. He committed all the sins his father had done before him. His heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God, as the heart of David his forefather had been. Nevertheless, for David's sake, the Lord his God gave him a lamp in Jerusalem by raising up a son to succeed him and by making Jerusalem strong. For David had done what was right in the eyes of the Lord and had not failed to keep any of the Lord's commands all the days of his life, except in the case of Uriah the Hittite. There was war between Abijah and Jeroboam throughout Abijah's lifetime. As for the other events of Abijah's reign, and all he did, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? There was war between Abijah and Jeroboam, and Abijah rested with his ancestors and was buried in the city of David, and Asa his son succeeded him as king. It's interesting, we are now with David's great-grandson, if I am keeping score correctly, and we're still, and we're going to see this going on for hundreds of years, comparing the kings to David. Remember David, he was really good king, except for that Uriah the Hittite business, and Abijah doesn't measure up. But again, because of David, even though we're now three generations later, God is keeping Abijah on the throne and giving him a son. He is blessing this faithless man because of a faithful one, his forefather. And that's all they have to say about Abijah. It's eight verses 18 years, and nothing good to say, unfortunately. And we're going to get some kings like that in this study. It goes on to Asa. Asa, king of Judah. In the 20th year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, Asa became king of Judah, and he reigned in Jerusalem 41 years. His grandmother's name was Makkah, daughter of Abishalom. Asa did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, as his father David had done. He expelled the male shrine prostitutes from the land and got rid of all the idols his ancestors had made. He even deposed his grandmother Makkah from her position as queen mother because she had made a repulsive image for the worship of Asherah. Asa cut it down and burned it in the Kidron Valley. Although he did not remove the high places, Asa's heart was fully committed to the Lord all his life. He brought into the temple of the Lord the silver and gold and the articles that he and his father had dedicated. There was war between Asa and Basha, king of Israel, throughout their reigns. Basha, king of Israel, went up against Judah and fortified Ramah to prevent anyone from leaving or entering the territory of Asa, king of Judah. Asa then took all the silver and gold that was left in the treasuries of the Lord's temple and of his own palace. He entrusted it to his officials and sent them to Ben-Hadad, son of Tabraman, the son of Hezion, the king of Aram, who was ruling in Damascus. 
Let there be a treaty between me and you, he said, as there was between my father and your father. See, I am sending you a gift of silver and gold. Now break your treaty with Basha, king of Israel, so he will withdraw from me. Ben-Hadad agreed with King Asa and sent the commanders of his forces against the towns of Israel. He conquered Ijon, Dan, Abel-Beth-Makkah, and all the Kinnereth, in addition to Naphtali. When Basha heard this, he stopped building Ramah and withdrew to Tirzah. Then King Asa issued an order to Judah. No one was exempt, and they carried away from Ramah the stones and timbers Basha had been using there. With them, King Asa built up Geba in Benjamin and also Mizpah. As for the other events of Asa's reign, all his achievements, all he did, and the cities he built, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? In his old age, however, his feet became diseased. Then Asa rested with his ancestors and was buried with them in the city of his father David, and Jehoshaphat, his son, succeeded him as king. As I said, when we get the kings of Judah, we're going to go from good king to bad king to good king to bad king to bad king to bad king to good king. It's going to vary a bit. And Asa is one of the good kings. And note that he serves longer as king. His predecessor, his father, serves for 18 years, and this good king serves for 41 years. And I don't think that is coincidental in this case. We'll see if that's a pattern. And it says he did what was right, and as he's undoing the work of his father and grandfather, we get a sense of what had been done, that there were male prostitutes at the temples, that they were worshiping the Asherah, and they were worshiping the gods of the Canaanites. And again, those detestable practices, it doesn't get into here. And it says Asa doesn't have the heart that his father had. He has a heart like David. Now we're comparing him at this point to his great-great-grandfather. And we're finally saying, here's somebody who's worth being compared to David. This person is doing the right thing. And it also shows us a little bit of his wisdom here in terms of when he is being bottled in by Israel, he uses diplomacy rather than conquest. He basically talks to someone who is the king of Aram, who is ruling in Damascus. He talks to the king of what is now Syria and says, why don't I pay you? You break your alliance with Israel and basically you invade them and that will make my problem go away. And so that's Asa. And then we continue on, but now we're jumping back to Israel. Nadab, king of Israel. Nadab, son of Jeroboam, became king of Israel in the second year of Asa, king of Judah. And he reigned over Israel two years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, following the ways of his father, and committing the same sins his father had caused Israel to commit. Basha, son of Ahijah, from the tribe of Issachar, plotted against him, and he struck him down at Gibbethon, a Philistine town, when Nadab and all of Israel were besieging it. Basha killed Nadab in the third year of Asa, king of Judah, and succeeded him as king. As soon as he began to reign, he killed Jeroboam's whole family. He did not leave Jeroboam anyone that breathed, but destroyed all of them according to the word of the Lord given through his servant Ahijah the Shilonite. This happened because of the sins Jeroboam had committed and had caused Israel to commit, and because he aroused the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel. 
As for the other events of Nadab's reign and all he did, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel? There was war between Asa and Basha, king of Israel, throughout their reigns. And so we get the end of Jeroboam. Remember, we had Rehoboam, who is stubborn, the son of Solomon. And so God gives to Jeroboam ten of the tribes and says, but you have to remember to worship me and do the right thing. And he immediately turns away and starts worshiping idols because he's afraid that people will turn back to Jerusalem. He uses political expediency over faithfulness to God. And God tells him, that the one son who gets sick and dies is the only one who will be mourned, that his all his family are going to be killed. And this happens in this rule of Basha. And Basha comes into power by killing the son of Jeroboam, Nadab, who only rules for two years, but doesn't do any better than his father did. And then we finish up Basha's story. In the third year of Asa, king of Judah, Basha son of Ahijah, became king of all Israel in Tirzah, and he reigned 24 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, following the ways of Jeroboam and committing the same sin Jeroboam had caused Israel to commit. And again, unfortunately, that's going to be the theme as we go on with this study. Israel is going to go from bad to worse. And I wonder about that as we think about this How is it that faith is passed from generation to generation? Who is it who teaches Asa faith? Where is it that he learns the truth if his people have started worshiping idols? How is it that he comes back? We're going to see an answer to that question later on in the study, but hold the thought of a remnant a faithful remnant. Someone still was worshiping God. Someone told Asa about the one true God, that when he became king, he knew the right thing to do. It wasn't his father. His father was doing the sins his father had done. But someone had remained faithful. And I think the question for us is, when all around us are sometimes unfaithful, do we remain faithful? Think about that. We'll be back next week. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.